Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Isn't it crazy how much things can change in a week? I mean, one week ago, we were sitting here and the world was relatively normal. Relatively, yes. <laughs> as normal as it ever yeah, is, right. I guess, these it's days. It's just getting more abnormal is what you're getting at. <laughs> Definitely. I, I feel like I've been trapped at home for a week. Uh, and guess what? I've been trapped at home for a week. So. Yeah, same here. But I, I will say this. When I'm trapped at home like this, I think, well, this is what it would be like if I was on the starship. I would be trapped mm. on the starship for maybe a week or so before we even get to our destination. Oh, that's a really good point. I'm going to have to start looking out the windows now and imagining I'm seeing stars streaking by or something. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome everyone to Positively Trek. I'm Dan Gunther and with me, of course, is Bruce Gibson. Yeah, I'm in my starship. <laughs> We're all in our starships this week. Uh, so, you know, if you're stuck at home like we are, I know a lot of people are stuck at home. A lot of people have no choice and do still have to go to work and that sort of thing as well. But uh, I feel like there's a bunch of us kind of trapped and uh, maybe not seeing a lot of positivity right now. So what we're here to do this week today is bring you a little bit of positive Star Trek talk as usual. So hopefully we can do that for you and make your day a little bit brighter today. Yeah, and I just want to mention real quick, the reason we're trapped is because of the coronavirus, obviously. But I'm just thinking mm -hmm. if anybody's listening to this episode years later, they're like, why are they all trapped at home? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Did it snow? What? <laughs> oh, and it's important to bring that up because that's that's important to remember is that we will get through this. There is another side to this. You know, we will be done with this at some point. But for now, it can sometimes feel like you're stuck in all of this. So, uh yeah, hopefully that end comes soon. Yeah, so all, can... everybody's stuck with us now. You're stuck with us. <laughs> exactly. Listen for the next half hour or so, and we'll all be stuck together. First of all, we should say that this episode is current up to the most recent Picard episode, which is episode nine, Et in Arcadia Ego, part one, the penultimate episode of Star Trek Picard. And I just I just really like saying that word penultimate. So yes. uh <laughs> so Bruce, what were your thoughts just briefly on that episode that we just watched a couple days ago? So I really like the uh, synthetics on the planet, and I was surprised to see Brent Spiner walk out. Mm -hmm. I actually thought maybe the actors like got he got lost on set and just walked into the scene and went, "Oops, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be here." But no, he was supposed to be there. I like the visual effects of the battle well it's not yeah there was somewhat of a battle but just like seeing them uh with the flowers and the boar cube come through and being pulled down i thought that was really cool the flowers just reminded me of something you'd see in the animated series mm -hmm. so I, that was really cool and to see seven and elnor back just briefly i was disappointed they we didn't get a lot more of them but we'll see what happens in part two so yeah there's a lot of different things going on and that's the thing there was there was a lot going on i feel like there was I had some questions where things weren't really 
fully answered for me. Um, again, mm-hmm. and, and you and I talked about this before. It's like the last time Picard and team saw the Borg cube, the Romulans were on it. So I was expecting them to suspect that the Romulans are evading with the Borg cube. And when they crash landed and went to the Borg cube, I was expecting them to be prepared to possibly fight or deal with any Romulans that might be on board, but they seemed to act as if they knew Romulans weren't there. So there was things like that that just didn't <laughs> quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like pieces were missing. You know, it's funny because the previous episode was called Broken Pieces. This one for me is Missing Pieces. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, that And that was a really good point about the board cube that I had not thought of. Uh, just little things like that that maybe serve to just nudge you out of the episode a little bit. And I, ha- I had a few of those as we were watching as well, more so than I think usual. That said, I, there was a lot to love about this episode. And I feel like a lot of the questions that I had personally were more about things that I think will be answered and taken care of next week. Yeah. So uh, for me, the big question mark for me, and we talked a little bit about it in our live cast the other night, but the admonition that Sutra sees in Jurati's mind, I d- still don't understand why there are Starfleet symbols all over everything. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get that. I know. It looked, I, I just, <laughs> we talked about it and then I realized, oh, we never actually really got into that. <laughs> no. And I was thinking about this morning and I was thinking about you making that comment last night. And I, I yeah, I don't know because I keep seeing those <laughs> images online, you know, and Twitter and stuff or, I'll see that eye with the the delta uh, symbol in there, but it's got the little star like it does in the twenty yeah. third century more so than mm-hmm. the twenty fourth century. You know, it's like there's just things that I'm reading. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Maybe there was an altercation with Kirk or something. I don't know. And it's not the Discovery one with the divide line or whatever. The anyway, there's just yeah, I don't know. I, I of course yeah. Once we get to this next episode, we'll hopefully find out what that's all about but yeah this episode though i will say and i meant you know because even after we talked i'm still thinking about this stuff because you know we're we're trekkies that's what we do or trekkers or whatever we are of course and (laughs) i thought about how i could best describe how i feel about this episode is i like the first half and i loved the second half Interesting. See, my thoughts were almost the opposite i loved the first half of this episode and the second half kind of let, left me with a bit of a confused face just because, again, it's it's mostly just because it's part one of two and all those questions aren't being answered. But uh, for me, like the, the space battle, the Borg, the crash, the going to the artifact and meeting up with Elnor and Seven again, all of that stuff I was over the moon in love with. And then when they meet the synths at Capelius, I'm kind of, I'm not sure what's going on or who I'm supposed to be rooting for or... or you know, that stuff's still up in the air for me. So that's interesting. I, I like that we kind of had that perspective flipped. Yeah, I think I like the second half better just because I feel like this is where we've been trying to get to. Like, this is now mm-hmm. the end of the story. And we're meeting these synthetics and there's different types of them and they all look, you know, like different coloring and, and different clothing and some are act different than others. And just the... Uh, who. A synthetic mind meld? Who would ever see that coming? And I mean, come on. You've got to admit, I'm not complaining about the, about the mind meld. I, I'm buying into it. But you've got to admit, when you first saw that, you had to have think, really? Is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things that gave me pause. And then when I thought about it, I was 
like, well, okay, how do Vulcans mind meld? Why can't androids do that too or something? But yeah, no, it did give me a little pause to start with. So that's a good point. Yeah. And that my thought is if Spock can mind meld with V'ger, which is a synthetic for all tense and purposes, then it can always work the other way around in a sense. I think it's more yeah. complicated than that, but it no. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So speaking of where things are going and wrapping up, I guess let's talk a little bit about that trailer at the end. What did you think of that? And I've actually just watched this trailer for the first time just now, because uh, here in Canada, watching it on Crave, that trailer is not appended to the end of the episode like it is on CBS All Access. So, uh, yeah, we've we've got, you know, the usual brief 30 second trailer uh, with some interesting stuff. What uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm looking at it now, and just so you know, I don't feel like this really shows us much of anything. And also, if you watch The Ready Room on CBS All Access, they didn't show you a scene coming up in next week's episode like they usually do. So they're hiding a lot of things from us on this one. Interesting, because, yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch The Ready Room yet, so that's good to know. Yeah, you know, when Will Wheaton's like, hey, we got a nice present for you like we do always not this time Mm -mm. wow but certain things in this trailer one of the earlier things i noticed is there's something building yeah i saw that i i don't think it's a building uh i I don't i have no idea what it is oh oh, no i you know what i think it is the transmitter i was just about to say yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking and and i'm looking at the scene you're talking about now so it's gerardi looking up at the into the sky as this thing is kind of assembling yeah and yeah it kind of looks like a transmitter tower possibly or something because they said they needed to transmit a signal to these other synthetics wherever they are yeah that makes sense because yeah i had questions about that as well but that that does make a lot of sense the scene that i'm curious about is uh this scene with Narek standing in the middle of the desert and uh what does he say so yeah rios asks what are you doing here and Narek says trying to save the universe so i'm curious the role he's going to play in all of this what is Narek's role here i find myself more interested in this character just based on this little bit in the trailer than anything in the last episode really yeah, well, he's also wearing something a little different. Like, he's mm-hmm. sleeveless, which I don't think... Was, wait, was he before? No, he wasn't. No, he always, yeah, wore that kind of button-down garb, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, also, he reminds me of Arrow from the CW mm. series in this shot. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. He's been wandering the desert, uh, trying to save the universe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know who he's talking to. He's been through the desert on a horse with no name and, and is back to help save the universe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see the we see the back of the head of someone? It's blurred out of who he's yeah. talking to. I can't figure out who that is, though. It's it's funny because I say it was Rio saying, what are you doing here? But. Oh, is like, it? You think? Well, the shot of Rios and Rafi when he says that is them on the bridge right. of La Serena. Yeah. Uh, and I, this could still be. They could be looking out the front viewport, but that doesn't seem right. Yeah. So I feel like these are two different scenes spliced together by the looks of it. Yeah. Because he's on the bridge when he says, what are you doing here? And then all of a sudden, out in the middle of the desert, it's Narek saying, trying to save the universe. 
it could be on the view screen, but I don't think so somehow. I don't think so either. But now let me just point something out. Cause you know, as they take scenes, they take clips, they rearrange them and it, it's very, it can be very confusing. But after we see that in the trailer, we see several space battle scenes, which is what we're expecting. The Romulans are fighting and we see flowers. So we get more flowers Romulans and flowers fighting <laughs> together. <laughs> but at 14 seconds in, we see Narek again, and it looks like that he may be talking to Rafi, and he is on their ship. But he's mm. not wearing he's not wearing arrow clothing. <laughs> oh, Do you see what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I just saw that bit there, yeah. So I wonder if he is joining forces with them, maybe? I, I do think Narek's story has him on a path of some kind of redemption-ish type thing. I think that's where they're going, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after that, we see a quick clip of Elnor with the synthetics and Rafi. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get more Elnor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, it was sad to see his and Picard's farewell, but knowing that that's temporary, that's good. <laughs> and then we see some red beam. It looks like it's being shot from the planet, right? Yeah, and it looks like it's kind of tunneling into space or something. Uh, I'm wondering if that's the transmission. Maybe it's a really high-powered transmission that has to penetrate subspace or something to reach the synthetic overlords. <laughs> well, now, if you go another second or two ahead, you see this transmitter or oh, thing that yeah. was being built shooting, but more like a white beam. Yeah, up. a white or a, or a blue beam or something, yeah. Yeah. Or the other one we're seeing red. So I wonder if it's the same device doing different beams yeah, or something else. I don't know. But we'll know in just, you know, a couple days. But I think the thing that I find really fascinating to me is right after that, there's something looks like a flower in the sky that may be falling or something. And there's are those flowers coming up from the clouds or maybe they're flying, getting ready to go up into the atmosphere. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, at first when I saw that, that was like some crashed something on the planet. I'm not sure what that is. It looks like the launching of flowers. It looks like they're going up, I think, yeah. personally. I so think I think right. they're just being deployed in uh, anticipation of the Romulans' arrival. It looks like they're also, they're being very coy with how this is edited. I'm not seeing any Federation ships. Like the only ships we see are Romulan the flowers and La Serena. Like there's no, like does the board cube get relaunched to take part in the fighting? Do the, does the Federation show up? We don't know. They're being very careful here not to show any of that. If in fact that is in the episode at all. So you think we're going to see the enterprise? I, everybody is talking about that. I, I don't want to get my hopes up or be too anticipatory. <laughs> so I'm going to say, no, I don't think we see the enterprise. Will I be absolutely thrilled if the enterprise does show up? <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to put my money right now on, no, nah, the enterprise doesn't show up. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, Discovery Season 1 ended with the Enterprise showing up. Well, does Star Trek Picard end with an <laughs> Enterprise showing up? I would love to see an, the Enterprise there, whether it's the E or the F. Mm -hmm. I'm fine either way with that. But I think I would just be almost as excited if I saw the Titan show up with Riker and Troy. That would be pretty back cool. command. 
<laughs> you know, just to see the Titan on screen. Yeah, that would, would be, be something. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. So there's one more really brief shot at the end that I want to talk about as well. And it's, it, it was kind of hard for me to get it to pause on the right spot because it's just there for a second. But we see this kind of hole in space uh, emerging into and you can see the planet through the hole and on the sides of the screen there's these things approaching and looking like they're about to enter and i'm noticing now that it's that same red color as that beam that was kind of tunneling so i'm thinking the blue beam or the white beam was the signal like you said and then this red thing is opening uh, uh an entrance somehow or something yeah yeah uh, and I've seen people online saying this too. I was looking at this like, what does this remind me of? This really reminds me of something. And it's to me, it's when the Chitari are entering uh, through that wormhole in the uh, the first Avengers movie over New York. That's what mm. that looks like to me. Yeah, it does look like that. It's I don't know. We talked about this too uh, last night. I think we're both hoping that it isn't something we've seen before. Like, yeah. Who's ever coming, it's not like, oh, it's the so-and-so. Oh, I should have, you know, no, it's something totally new. We don't want to keep recycling things all the time. Yeah, and based on this shot alone, this does look like nothing I've seen in Star Trek before. So yeah, I, I think it is something weird. new, personally. It almost like tentacles or something? or Yeah, uh, or like um, almost like millipede legs or something on it as well yeah but not but all kind of have little different bits of shapes though to them they're not all they don't all look alike yeah it's hard to tell it really is yeah there's not a whole lot shown in this Mm -hmm. you know i mean they're they're keeping something big secret if not more than one big thing that's like gonna blow us all away yeah for sure (laughs) I, I think based on the secrecy around this, like there's going to be, there's going to be some stuff that <laughs> we, we have no idea is coming. So, well, just a couple days from the time this episode drops, this yeah. podcast episode, we're just like two days from the finale. Very excited. And I'm sure our next episode is probably going to be just talking about that final episode and Picard as a whole. So yeah, looking forward well, to that. We could avoid it. We could talk about something else in the next episode and pretend Picard never happened. No, no. We can't do that. <laughs> that will not happen. That's no, not going to happen. We'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> definitely talk about it. Oh, man. Well, we do have a couple of pieces of news that we wanted to share with you guys as well. Um, the first one, this is kind of exciting to me and, and probably more exciting to people living overseas uh, the Short Treks episode, Star Trek Short Treks, those two sets of episodes that we got are getting their own Blu-ray and DVD release. So uh, for the first set of these, of course, we've seen them. They've been made available on Netflix overseas and they're available on CBS All Access and Crave and Space Channel here in Canada. Uh, but the second set was never released anywhere for people outside of the U S and Canada. So for some people, this might be your first chance to be able to see these episodes. Uh, This is releasing on uh, June 2nd DVD and Blu-ray, and it will include all of the episodes from the first and second season with one exception. And that's children of Mars. 
And I'm thinking Children of Mars will probably be on any sort of Star Trek Picard Blu-ray and DVD set that comes out. Uh, but other than that one episode, all of the other episodes uh, featuring the Discovery characters and featuring Pike and all of them, uh, and the animated ones as well, those will be available on this set on June 2nd. And we'll have links in the show notes uh, for you to be able to pre-order that as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to order this or not. I probably will. Because um, I've watched these short tricks many times that I'm just like, oh, wow, now I need them on Blu-ray because I have them all on CBS All Access already. Mm -hmm. But then again, I bought the Discovery ones. But I mainly, I mainly got those also because I wanted to hear commentary and special features. But this doesn't have any special features, right? Uh, actually, I was just about to say uh, there's a ton of special features. Oh, this, well, then actually. I'm buying it. <laughs> as far as audio commentaries go, there's only two audio, audio commentaries, and they are... Uh, executive producers Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lumet for Runaway and Anson Mount has commentary on the episode Ask Not. Uh, the others don't have co commentaries, but it looks like there's a whole bunch of kind of behind the scenes featurettes, which look pretty interesting as well. All right. I'm sold. <laughs> now that you said that, I'm like, okay, I'll definitely get this. And, and so really quick about Children of Mars, because I hadn't read about the Blu-ray. I just knew it was coming out and I knew that Children of Mars wasn't going to be on it. And right before we started recording, I went back and watched just to verify one more time. There's no mention that says short tracks in that episode. And I think all the up hmm. other episodes start off with Star Trek short tracks and then the name of the episode. This one just starts off with the episode, no credits, no title, no sequence at the beginning, just starts off. And at the end, it just says Children of Mars and then the credits roll. So it's not in the episode called short tracks. So I wonder if that was planned all along as just be a bonus with Picard. Interesting. Yeah, that's because uh, I know a lot of people were wondering how they would be released internationally. And it turns out they they weren't. They were released under the Star Trek Discovery license to Netflix. Uh, and then this Star Trek Picard was not released under that license to Netflix, but instead to Amazon Prime internationally. So people were wondering, like, how does this one fit in that? So that's interesting. I hadn't yeah, realized. I that. think it's a separate short tracks and i just wonder if at some point they'll either continue short tracks all being connected to discovery or will they relaunch a the next season or season four of short tracks and it's just general short tracks and they're connected to any series or anything that's not connected to a series it's more random yeah that's a good question i'm not sure we haven't gotten any notice of any new short tracks other than saying like you know, the people think they're kind of, they're going to come again at some point, but no actual announcement as to what form that might take. So uh, I hope they continue because I really enjoy this format. I think it's a fun way to tell different stories that would not get told otherwise. I don't know. You know, I hadn't thought about it. I just assumed there would be more short tracks, but with, you know, now we have Picard and we're getting lower decks and they're going to do other series. They may not feel like they need the, short treks filler and i don't mean when i say filler in a bad way right i'm saying it was just like it was used to keep people entertained until the next season came or to kind of build to the next season of discovery or now picard or whatever just keep the appetite wet but now they may not feel like they need to do that i don't know yeah that's entirely possible again i i hope they still come 
because I really like them. But uh, yeah, yeah, it reminds us of um, the comics. What yeah. were they, um, what's it called? Uh, the Waypoint. The Waypoint comics yeah. are kind of like this, which we're not. We haven't been getting a lot of those either now. So. No, that's true. That's true. Well, there's another piece of news that I wanted to share with everyone, and uh, this relates back to something that was announced a while ago. Well, teased, I should say from creation entertainment, they were teasing that there was a big name star going to be at star Trek, Las Vegas doing their first star Trek convention ever. We've now learned who that star is. And I think that first of all, they should reprogram the replicators at Las Vegas to serve tossed salad and scrambled eggs because (laughs) (laughs) the star that we're getting is none other than Kelsey Grammer most famous as Dr. Fraser Crane in Cheers and the spinoff Fraser, But of course, in Star Trek, he played Captain Morgan Bateson of the USS Bozeman in one of my favorite episodes, Cause and Effect, from TNG's fifth season. So, Bruce, what do you think of this announcement of Kelsey Grammer doing his first Star Trek convention ever? I I just wonder why it's his first. Why did he wait this long? (laughs) You're here. No, I think it's exciting. I I didn't realize he had never been to a Star Trek convention before. I'm not surprised that he hasn't been to one either. But uh, I think Star Trek Las Vegas has done a really good job at getting certain Star Trek celebrities attending this that have never been. I've heard last few years different celebrities say this is my first Star Trek convention. It's always surprised me because you would think these a lot of these people have been asked multiple times. And maybe he has been asked and has said no, but now he's saying yes. So it I. I mean, I'm hoping to go. I don't know if it's even going to happen. I'm hoping it is. And I don't even know if I'll make it. Mm-hmm. But if I do, I, I would like to see him. That would be cool. Yeah, that is cool. I unfortunately will not be making it this year. Uh, there's no feasible way uh, that I will be able to attend. But if uh, if you do make it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to recruit you for some on-site reporting, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is pretty cool. I'll do that for sure. And speaking of celebrities, uh, and I don't know the actress's name, but uh, as we were talking about short tracks, it reminded me in the episode, uh, ask not with the cadet. I think it was Sidhu mm-hmm. was her name or something like that. Anyway, she's on a recent episode of Polytrex mm-hmm. uh, being interviewed. So if anybody wants to hear, about I haven't listened to the episode yet, but you know, want to hear about you know, I guess her career and what it was like on the set. I'm sure they discussed that on that show. I'm excited to listen to that one as well. It's in my podcast queue. I haven't gotten there yet, but uh, yeah, uh, good friends of ours over on Politrex. Really excited that you guys got that interview. So awesome. So one last thing that I wanted to do with this episode, with a lot of people kind of holed up and stuck in their homes and not able to get away, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I call comfort trek. So, you know, when I'm home and homesick or whatever, there's certain bits of Star Trek that I keep returning to again and again as kind of comfort food to, you know, comfort food for the soul, I guess. Mm. Stuff that, that helps me out through those tough times. So I wanted to talk to you, Bruce. Is there any kind of Star Trek that's kind of your go-to when there's nothing else good on TV and you just want something that's going to be like a familiar old friend to spend some time with. Not really. Oh, okay. (laughs) But uh, I like this topic because I will tell you how I approach these things when it comes to Comfort Trek, which usually is accompanied by comfort food. 
Uh, <laughs> this week it has been uh, Cheetos, the crunchy ones. And I shouldn't have got the party size bag because I'm plowing <laughs> through that. Uh, but uh, so this is what I do when I want to do Comfort Trek, where I just want to sit down and watch some Star Trek. I, I usually go to my iPhone and I ask it to pick. Well, first of all, if I I'm, I'm, I decide on my own if I want to do a movie or a series. Mm. Yeah. So let's say I'm like, oh, I want to watch an episode from one of the series. So I go to my phone and I say, give me a number between one and seven. And that chooses which series. So it's TOS is one, TNG is second, you know, all in release order. Picard will be seventh. Yes, the animated series is in there. I count that in with TOS with when I do this. Okay. So let's say it gives me number three. That would be Deep Space Nine. Then I say, give me a number between one and seven. That picks the season. Then I say, give me a number between whatever, one through 25, you know, because I know it varies different seasons. And then that's the episode I watch. That's, that's awesome. That's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's really It's cool. all random. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, the last time you did this, what, what was the episode you ended up watching? Oh, gosh. It was Voyager in season five. I remember that. I just can't exactly remember which episode. Because what started happening is I watched the episode and then I just watched the next one mm. and then the next one. I didn't go back and randomly. I just kept going for a few episodes. And right. I remember it being season five because it was like seven was still, you know, fairly new. I know she's been on for at least a year at that point, but I can't even remember what the episodes were now. But hmm. I just remember they were in season five. Interesting. So now when you do this, is there ever any time that you would veto the choice that you're like, oh, no, I'm not watching that? <laughs> I think the only time that happens is if it's something I just watched recently. Okay. Yeah. But there's not an episode where I'm like, oh, no, I can't stand that episode. I'm not going to watch it. Not, no, that doesn't happen. Interesting. Okay. And then when it comes to movies, I can just do, you know, give me one through 13. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's fairly easy. <laughs> that's awesome i'm gonna have to start doing that i like that. I, I don't count short treks in there i just realized that but oh. but they're so short though so yeah i kind of randomly watch those whenever mm -hmm. so what about you dan How, what is your comfort trek well i first of all i love that idea i'm i'm gonna have to do that that sounds awesome <laughs> um but for me i i kind of flash back to when i was a kid and i'd be home alone sick kind of thing for some reason, my go-to was always like the the movies, you know, Star Trek 2, 3, 4, that bit there. And Star Trek 4, especially, I remember watching that over and over again when I was homesick. So I think right now, if I do come across some period of time where I'm kind of at loose ends and just want to watch Star Trek, I might start with that just to kind of put myself back in that frame of mind from when I was a kid. But after that, man, you, you've just totally changed how I do this. I think that's <laughs> what I'm going to do now is the random number way. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. I'm looking it up now. I'm trying to remember what the last Voyager episode was. Oblivion. I think that's the one. Oh, Course Oblivion. Yeah. Course Oblivion. I think that's the last one. I like that episode. Very, so, very sci-fi, very interesting episode. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> oh, I love oh. it. And so I have, I do that with Siri. I just say, Siri, give me a number between one and seven. But sometimes <laughs> my family can tell you this. I ask them and they have no idea orders or whatever. They'll just, I'll just go, Hey, Madison. That's my oldest star. Hey, Madison, give me a number between one and seven. Uh, five. 
Amanda, give me a number between one. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to definitely incorporate that into how I watch Star Trek. So very cool. Well, how about everyone out there? We want to hear from you when you are homesick or stuck at home in quarantine. What is your go-to Star Trek? How do you decide what to watch? Tweet to us at Positively Trek or email us at PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. And if you have any ideas for future shows, things you'd like to hear us talk about, please send us messages there as well. We would love to hear from you. Yes, I'd love to hear from you guys. And I'm on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. So that would be cool. Absolutely. And I'm at Kertrats, K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. So until next week, I guess, thank you all so much for listening. And we still don't have a catchphrase to end our episodes with. Nah, yeah. Um, hey, uh, pick a number between one and seven. <laughs> I don't know. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.